0: Sup Freaks, your boy Marty here to introduce RIP384 with our good friend JB55, who's working on the Nostra Project, which has gotten a lot of coverage over the last few days following a 14 Bitcoin, more than 14 Bitcoin, but I'll just add, round it to 14 Bitcoin grant from Jack Dorsey. And then they got mentioned by name, by Twitter support. Uh, as one of the quote-unquote social networks that will not be allowed to be linked to on Twitter. So, JB55 and I talked about all that, how they're going to disperse the grant from Jack, the state of the Nasher Protocol, and why they're building it. Very important project. RIP383, Bitcoin, a work in progress with Shores Provoost. We've got the top four boost at Eric99, 50,000 sats, stay humble, stack sats. Thank you, Eric, from at Boz, B-A-Z, 21,000 sats. Shores, one of my favorite Bitcoiners. I love hearing you speak. He does have a good voice. So cool, so practical. Thank you for the sats. Thank you for the boost, Boz. At Garth, perennial TFTC. I don't think perennial's right word, but I'm just going to go with it. Uh, booster, 20,000 sats. Great episode, thank you. Thank you, Garth. And at Vake, another week-in and week-out booster at tftc 2500 sats no message thank you guys for listening thank you for boosting thank you for participating in the value for value model over podcasting 2.0 if you guys are not aware what that is it allows you to support the show directly uh, in specific podcasting apps fountains one podverse Breeze is another. If you go to NudePodcastingApps.com, that's NudePodcastingApps.com. You'll find out all the apps that allow you to participate in the Podcasting 2.0 Value for Value model. We thank you guys for supporting the show. We love that you're getting value out of it and feel compelled to send value back in the form of sats over the Lightning Network. We'd like to move to a full Value for Value model in the future. But until then, we have sponsors. This was brought to you by good friends at Unchained Capital They're right down the hall from me here at the Bitcoin Commons in Austin, Texas. They're here to help you eliminate single points of failure in your custody model. This comes out in their Vault product, which is a two or three multi-sig. Vault, you hold two keys. Unchained holds one. You always have control of your Bitcoin. Uh, if you have those two keys, you can move it however you see fit when you want to. Uh, if you're ever in a pinch and need Unchained to be the second in a two or three multi-sig quorum, they are there to sign that second signature. This helps you eliminate single points of failure. Don't hold your Bitcoin on exchange. Don't give your Bitcoin to companies that are gonna promise you yield. There is no yield on a Bitcoin standard. Take control of your keys. Unchain has a concierge team that's gonna walk you through the process, get you the hardware wallets, teach you how to geographically distribute your keys and your backups. To make sure that you are as secure as possible eliminate those single points of failure go to unchained.com slash concierge tell them the tftc sent you use the code tftc and you'll get a deal on their concierge onboarding this trip was also brought to you by good friends at brains brains is here to bring you mining products they have brains os plus auto tuning firmware if you have an asic that is compatible with this firmware you should download it what it does is focus the electricity on the higher hashing chips on the hash boards, which helps you produce more hashes, which helps you produce more sats. It's also going to make your machine more efficient and elongate the life cycle of that machine so that you can stack sats for longer, stack more sats for longer. Very important. Go to brains.com, B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. Go to the Brains OS Plus firmware page. Find out if the ASICs that you're running are compatible with Brains OS Plus firmware. And if they are, you should download it and use it because you're going to stack more sats. If you use the auto-tuning firmware and you point your hash rate at Brains Pool, you're going to get 0% pool fees. So you get a deal there as well. Go to Brains.com to check out all this. B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. This rip was also brought to you by good friends at Upstream Data. Upstream Data is here to build purpose-built mining infrastructure for people using stranded gas for, for Bitcoin mining. I'm a customer of Upstream Data. I have many of their 50-kilowatt hash huts, Uh comes with a hash hut where you put the the miners in the hash hut as well as a generator. Again, purpose built for the purpose of off-grid Bitcoin mining. Uh, And then they can get the ASICs for you as well. They broker ASIC deals. It's an incredible product. The hash huts that I run have only had downtime when we need to change the oil. We're able to do that within 45 minutes, get back up and running. I don't think we've missed a block yet since we've done oil changes uh, if you're an oil and gas company, if you're in the oil and gas space, if you're a landowner that has stranded natural gas on it, I highly recommend. Uh, and you're looking to mine Bitcoin to, to get some revenue out of that strand of gas. I highly recommend upstream data. They make the best products on the market. They are Steve Barber is the godfather of off-grid natural gas mining. Uh, and he's been iterating on this product for many years and it's uh, quite, it's very high quality. Not quite, it's very high quality, I can say for certain, because I'm a user. So go to upstreamdata.ca, tell them the TFTC sent you. Uh, If you're thinking about doing this, yeah. And if you wanna get revenue out of this strand of gas, there's no better way to monetize it at the source than Bitcoin mining and upstream data is building the tools that you need to do that. So go to upstreamdata.ca, tell them the TFTC sent you. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by our good friends at CrowdHealth. CrowdHealth is here to help you approach healthcare. Uh, in a new way, particularly how you pay for your health care. Uh, CrowdHealth is a community source, a crowdsource healthcare solution. It's not health insurance. It's actually competing with health insurance, which is notoriously opaque, black box, very expensive, very impersonal. Crowd Health is trying to change that. You pay a monthly fee that goes to a dedicated bank account that you control. You can always get your money back if you decide to leave CrowdHealth for any reason. You pay that monthly fee. If you ever have to go to the doctor or get a procedure, you tell crowd health, Hey, I'm doing this. And they say, all right, you go, you get the bill after you're done, you send it to crowd health. They take the bill, they go to the doctor, they negotiate the prices lower. Uh, They're able to do this because the doctors get paid out in cash very quickly. And they prefer this. They prefer working directly with cash. Um, And then you put your bill up to the community you pay the first $500 and the rest gets crowdfunded. To date, they've had 100% of their bills paid. Can't guarantee that moving forward, but it seems to be working so far. And they also have a Bitcoin component, um, a Bitcoin community, where after a certain amount of months, you'll pay your monthly fee into that dedicated bank account and then once that's built up to a certain amount, you'll begin paying your monthly fee. A portion of it will go into that bank account, and then a portion of it will go into SATs, so you can speculatively attack your future healthcare costs. Go to joincrowdhealth.com slash TFTC and use the code TFTC when you uh, when you sign up to get $99 a month for the first six months of membership fees. Enjoy this trip with JB55. Five five. I think it was a good one. Thank okay. you.
1: It's been a crazy week. We are live. It's been a crazy oh. weekend for you. Yeah. I'd, uh, I feel kind of bad because I was like, I was supposed to spend some time, more time with the fam, but it's just like they could just see that I'm just engrossed in what's happening right now and just trying to keep things alive. But it's been wild. It's been, it's been exciting.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot has happened over the last five days, particularly. <clears throat> um, for any freaks listening at home, sitting down with JB <clears throat> five, five who was on the show earlier this year to give us a download on Nostra. He's had his head down working hard since that first episode. And it seems like there's been an explosion of growth, particularly in the last week. <clears throat> in the in the wake of Elon taking over Twitter and debates over censorship, Jack Dorsey has been talking about Nostra more, sharing screenshots of him using it, using your Bolt 11 feature in it. And then uh, toward the end of last week, decide to give you guys 1.417 odd billion sats in a grant yeah what's that what's that been like for you
1: yeah it was crazy so this all started when uh i guess jack funded signal and then he he did a post about how he i didn't actually read the whole post i should probably do that but it was i don't know if you read it but it was something along the lines of like he wants Mm. to you know fund more decentralized projects and things like that um and then so i think people just started to like Message him on that thread on Twitter about like my project and about Nostra in general, and then just like enough Bitcoiners like spammed him. And they're like, "Okay, what's this?" And I think he just like he just DM me. He's like, "Does Nostra have a, a foundation?" I'm like, "What is this about?" Because I guess he was like, "Hey, if if he is going to donate like he did to Signal, because Signal is a nonprofit, he's like, what would be the easiest way to donate to Nostra?" So he's like, "Okay, I'll figure it out. I don't really know how to do this yet." Um, so he jumped. I think he just I so I sent him a link to Domus and he just jumped on and started chatting with people. And then I think he did this for like 12 hours. Like he was just playing with Nostra and like checking out different clients. And after 12 hours, he's like, yep, I'm sending you guys Bitcoin. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> he makes his decision pretty quickly, I guess, but it was cool.
0: And yeah, no, it was funny because he he wrote that post on Review, which was a Twitter product. And then like within mm-hmm. 24 hours, they like deplatformed platformed him from that newsletter service, it seems.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: I think that's what happened i believe so uh you got an email saying you have to shut down your account which is funny that's bizarre that's bizarre yeah it is bizarre there's a lot of bizarre things going on in the world today particularly social media i mean the twitter files showing that the fbi was intimately involved with decisions that were being made there it seems like Nostra is having its moment in the sun and it's desperately needed as we find out that censorship is on the rise here in the west
1: yeah, so that was like the the first burst of users, which pretty much like took down the servers. It was like I think we got like a thousand new signups, which was like, I don't know, it seemed like that's a lot because we didn't we didn't have that many active users until Jack showed up. So like having a thousand people and like, you know, hitting all the relays at once, like okay, like we're starting to see some some obvious issues with the, with the servers. And then uh, just when I thought like okay, this is enough for me to like okay, this is already keeping me busy trying to keep the servers up, then Twitter support like yesterday. Um, I don't know, I'm sure we'll get there, but. They just say, like, oh, yeah, we're no longer... And they they include Nostra. Like, we're no longer going to allow, you know, promoting other alternate platforms like Nostra. And, and, like, that... So the Jack one was big, but that, like, I think that exposed Nostra to a lot more people or something because, like, it was starting to go into, the, like, news websites. And, like... um. So that one, like, again, brought our relays down again. It's just, like, <laughs> that was more promo than even Jack's stuff. I think it was insane. So it had like, an opposite effect, like, Streisand effect.
0: Yeah, massive Streisand effect. And technically... In that announcement, they're wrong, right? Like, Nostra mm-hmm. is in a social media app. It's just a communications layer that <clears throat> social media apps can be built on top of, correct?
1: I'm guessing they just threw that in there because of Jack. Because of Jack Because <laughs> started, like, promoting it a lot, and he has a lot of followers. So I, they probably just didn't really look into what Nostra is. They probably thought it was just another platform, like, you know, true social or something, but it, it's not. <laughs> so for anybody
0: who just became aware of Nostra in the last week and didn't listen to our previous episode. What is the 30,000 foot view synopsis of what Nostra is? What you guys are building and then how apps like Domus play into it?
1: I find the best way I like to describe it is, is, you know, using the email analogy, you know? So, um, so I'm working on a client called Domus. Um, and it's, it, it's a work in it, and it's a client for a protocol called Nostra. So the way that you can kind of think about that is that Nostra is like the email protocol. And then, and Domus is like Gmail. Um, so it's just like one particular client that can communicate this uh, with this uh, way of sending messages. Um, it's, and it's, so it's, it's kind of like email, but it's not email. It's, it's actually meant for social media. So it's kind of like the email protocol of social media in some sense. Um,
0: yeah. And so messages are, <laughs> messages are being relayed through these relay servers, which you were mentioning earlier, and they use web sockets to communicate. Correct.
1: Yeah. So one big difference from, from let's say, email. Um, so all the communications are real-time. So you can connect to a relay and send and receive messages in real-time. You, sub- you can subscribe to messages that are to you. Um, so I've written a couple of programs on my computer where I just like, I will just monitor <clears throat> any no- notifications toward me and then it'll pop up a notification on my desktop. So that's easy. You can do that with WebSockets. Um, so, and there's, yeah, so the, the main point of it is like you could use just a single relay, but that's not that interesting because that single relay can just ban you and censor you. So we, the idea is that you create a relay pool, so you connect to multiple relays at the same time, and you send and receive messages to all the relays at once, and therefore you get all these nice properties, such as um, not one relay can censor you. Um, if you're and if you're a high profile person, let's say you're like Alex Jones, you maybe have like Infowars relay, and then like what do they what can you do? They'd have to shut that down. But um, if you're you have a client, you can just connect to that relay and then. And that's that's what it should be like you should be able to it's kind of like you know, that, that's how the internet should be you can run your own stuff and no one can tell you what to do it's kind of the original ideas of the, of the internet right so
0: yeah and in terms of spinning up these relays what what does that look like how hard would it be for a motivated individual to do that
1: um so i used it's the, currently the fastest relay it's called Nostra rs relay so if you download if you know how to compile like Rust code which is like cargo makes it so easy to compile Rust code so you can just like download this thing and type cargo re, cargo compile or whatever cargo build release and just run it it's a, it's a small SQLite, sqlite database you don't it has very minimal dependencies it's easier than running like a bitcoin node really i mean that's arguably that's anyway Oh, don't get into that but it's very easy to run node very like low on the the, the resources so
0: yeah and i saw you interacting with Wiz last night to get a server up on on his isp
1: yeah, that was cool because uh, I guess he's running a lot of like bare metal servers with like tons of, uh you know, he's, they're beefy servers. And I'm like, well, we need more of those right now because our relay set. So, so when when you uh, when you first connect to, when you first use Domus iOS, for instance, it'll just use the Domus relay. Because I, I did that kind of as like a nice thing to do because I, I realized if there's a lot of people going to join the Domus iOS, I don't want to just like add a bunch of bootstrap relays and like kill everyone's relays at once. So y- users have the choice to add additional relays um afterwards. But... You know the default set. I'm like, uh, it would be nice to have more bootstrap relays in that default set. So, but I would want someone who could actually run like serious infrastructure. So, Wiz was one of those people who offered to do that, and that's really cool. So, he's running one now, and it's the default relay that I just pushed out a version of Domus iOS that adds his adds his servers. So, hell yeah, uh, which yeah. is kind of cool because like I don't I I don't know I don't control that right. So he has the choice to. So if I start censoring people on my relay, then it doesn't matter because it's it, the by default the, the client is still using his relay which i don't even know i don't control so <clears throat> yeah truly
0: distributed message sharing over web sockets yeah. and so how would you describe the current state of nostra and apps like domus because <clears throat> i've been using domus off and on over the last few months and i mean obviously everybody's going to compare it to yeah. their uh, everyday social media interactions with twitter Facebook, Instagram, whatever it may be—it's yeah. obvious. I mean, I think you would admit it's not. We're there. nowhere close. Yeah. close <laughs> we nowhere, nowhere close from UX perspective, yeah. but it has made serious leaps and bounds over the last six months since we last spoke. So, what has the pace of growth been? What is the current state, and how quickly, especially with this new funding from Jack's grant? Do you think you guys can grow to begin competing with these services?
1: Um, yeah. So, like. One, one thing to keep in mind is that everyone in the Nostra community right now is like not getting paid to do this. We're all kind of just doing this for fun in our spare time. And like on the weekends, just because we think it's like this cool, fun project. It's kind of like the old IRC days. It's kind of, it's very nostalgic because it feels like, you know, back in the early internet days when you can just join these small communities and we're just trying to do something cool. And it's like, we don't really care. We're not trying to be commercial. We're not trying to be, you know, start this in a huge like money-making business. We're just trying to build, a, you know, f- we're trying to free speech again on the internet, which is like, Kind of it. So it's it's more of a ideological drive for us right now, um, which means like in some sense the client development client development's been really slow. Um, like you know even Domus iOS I haven't been updating as much because I've been working on the Android client. Um, so I think I'll, I think I personally have been kind of lazy on the iOS sides. And it, so ever since this started going down a couple of days ago, um, I realized that, okay this is getting kind of more serious and I need to put more put more effort into it. And uh, so this funding is going to help a lot. And I think uh, I've already gotten. Not even like funding itself is really good, but I think the most importantly is that uh, Jack just bringing Jack bringing attention to the, the project and getting it into people's consciousness. I've been already getting a lot of help from the you know PRs and stuff. Some people have already redesigned the Adamas iOS app within the last day. I'm like, so it's been really helpful overall, just getting it into the public exposure. But um, the funding going forward is going to be really helpful as well to incentivize it some more. So we can talk about that.
0: Yeah, again, <clears throat> one point four one seven some odd billion Sats. I believe it was like $250,000. Yeah. Uh, grants at the time when the Bitcoin was sent. And so you guys have set up, you have tiers. You guys had a live document for a while. I hopped in there, got very busy. And, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I guess you and Fiat Jeff said, all right, we'll, we'll make this clear. You can still go to the doc, but it's um, read only. And you guys have set up different bounties uh, and competitions to distribute the sats that, that you've been granted. What is this looking like?
1: Yeah, so this document was something um, I think relay or Fiat Jeff. I called him relay. I don't know why I called him relay. Um, Fiat Jeff set this up um, by himself. I I think I don't know if he uh, collaborated with anyone to like come up with that. Uh, but it was just kind of like here's a rough outline of what we could potentially do. Um, but after that, there's been like okay, you know, what, is there a better way to do it? Should we have um, submissions and proposals, and then people vote on it and then distribute funds that way? And I think Fiat Jeff was just kind of getting overwhelmed because he he's not like. He doesn't spend all of his time in the Nostra space. Um, so he does um so like he just was getting stressed, so he messaged me. He's like, Okay, well, like i I'm, this is bad for my mental health, so I'm gonna send you half the funds, and then you can we can kind of like operate independently, but I, I still think we're we're going to operate together. It's not like we're completely separate funds. You know, I've been talking, I got all the devs together, all the core devs, to kind of like brainstorm a lot of different ideas and how can we improve the the proposal and the document that Fiat Jeff put out. Um and so Fiat Jeff is giving kind of me a lot more power to make uh, alternate funding decisions that are like separate from that document. So, and that's something we're still trying to figure out right now. Uh, but I do have something to announce on this podcast. And I and I, that I've, This is something that all the core devs agreed upon. And um, I don't know if I want to do it now, but I guess I can get into it right now. So uh, as the first act of funding, at least on our side of things, at least on my side of the funds, is that um, we're going to be rewarding all of the, all the devs who have, Made a substantial impact on on the ecosystem so far that have been just working tirelessly without pay and that kind of keep um, things alive. So we're gonna do a thank you fund for those for those devs. I think there's about ten of them, um, about five million sats each. <clears throat> and uh, Fiat Jeff doesn't know this, but <laughs> we're gonna from my fund. I'm gonna we're gonna give him one bitcoin just for um, oh shit, just from starting this whole thing and, and just getting it going. Because like without him, this all this wouldn't be here, right? So. Uh, I think it's like, it's important that we do that just to recognize like without him that we wouldn't have this today. So we're going to, that's going to go out with the initial thank you fund. So
0: yeah,
1: it seems like you're getting a little emotional right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is it's like, if you had Jeff, he's like, I don't really even know him. I, as far as I know, he's like a kid from Brazil. I don't know much about him. Um, he's very humble. He's like very, he, he, he never asked for money. He doesn't want any money. Like even when I suggested to give him like 5 million, that was like, he's like, that's, that's too much. <laughs> Um, so I think it's really important that we recognize that, you know, he he deserves it. Like it's, it's really all his ideas. So we really want to show that, you know, people within the, in this space who are doing good work and really want to push this forward that um that they should be rewarded for that. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I would agree. It's incredible. I mean, again, like the first time you came on, you guys started messing or it became, not sure became something in my mind, like about a year ago. And it was just some, like i think Fiat Joff tweeted out like hey we can do an alternative twitter twitter client using this more distributed relay system we're calling nostra i thought that was really cool but at that point it seemed like just like a, a pet project proof of concept and to see how much progress has been made in only a year uh, and uh, knowing how much he's dedicated his time and work to nostra i mean um shout out to him yeah,
1: and he really cares about like really making it decentralized. So he, he has been really critical of like some of my decisions because I've been focusing on, you know, user experience and like getting it. So like I could have been doing a lot more stuff with decentralization. Like we still have another, like we, there's one big issue with the network right now where if you, um, if you want to give someone your pug key, it doesn't have any information about which relays they are on. So right now a lot of people have just been assuming the Domus relay as like a shelling point where everyone could just go there. To to, f- to find people and find messages, but we're, in reality, we need a better pub key format that has a relay to make it more dis- uh, decentralized. So he's been focusing on that. He like you know, he's been trying to push me to implement that. So I'm gonna work. I'm gonna be get, working on that next. So it's really important that. So I'm I'm glad that he's focusing on like making sure that the network is as decentralized as possible. And that and that's so I really appreciate those types of specs that he's been working on.
0: Yeah. Are you guys able to tell on your end how most people are interacting with Nostra, whether it be, be desktop, mobile,
1: domes, other apps? So the only hints I get from on the Relay side is I, I so whenever you send a query, um, there's an ID associated with it. Um, it should be ran, like it's best practice that you just make that sure that that is random so you don't really have an idea. But there's certain clients that do certain things um, so you can kind of see which users are using which client, but there's no at least if you're like the Relay operator. So most other people don't see that. Um, and so some people have been starting to put like client tags or like user agents within messages. I don't really like that. Cause I don't feel like you need to like give away that information to people. Cause like that is now public, public information on the network. Cause like, I don't know, maybe they know that you're using some particular client that's vulnerable and they can target you. So I, I try not to include any client metadata in, in, in any posts and at least in my clients.
0: Yeah. And the reason I ask is getting back to like the UX and the future of Nostra and these clients that get built on top of it? Like, what is what does that look like? Like when we're thinking about if people are using Twitter, um, maybe they're not happy with the direction it's going in. They want alternatives, more distributed, more robust, more censorship resistant alternatives. And they say, Hey, I want to begin in sending messages via this Nostra messaging protocol. Um, what does that look like for them in your mind?
1: Well, I think what we're going to see is that, and, and we're already starting to see this on the network, where um, the client competition is actually insanely important. Um, for instance, when I added that Bolt Eleven feature, um, every all the users on the other clients are like, "Well, I want that feature." And now, now like, uh, Monlo, I forget his name, but he's like the Ash, our, uh, Astral Ninja uh, maintainer. Now, now he's starting to implement that Bolt Eleven feature because. Of, of users complaining about it, that it's in Thomas iOS. So I think this like competition between clients is going to like make the best clients and it's going to make the best uh, social media clients like way better than Twitter, just because Twitter doesn't have that competitive pressure. Um, so that's one thing that I was thinking of, which is really fascinating. And also on the relay side, we're going to see like, okay, oh, why is my client so slow? Why is it? You're going to see relays start to implement, um, you know, start to compete for, for that as well, because th- th- that's still an open question of like why would you want um, lots of users on your relay? Um, they're like, what's incentivizing that? I get, I get that qu- uh, question asked a lot, but um, for now, it's mostly just hobbyists. But we'll, we'll see going into the future what what what's the why would want to run a relay? But
0: yeah, let's dive into the Bold Eleven invoicing because it is really cool. You essentially just post or excuse me, paste uh, a Bold Eleven invoice in, and you've created something within Domus that populates this widget has a pay button you pay and you can pay directly from, from the app or you have to go into another wallet.
1: Yeah, so I just want to do something really simple before I have full um, Lightning integration. So uh, in the future, I do want to have the ability to connect to a Lightning wallet inter- in, inside the app. And I have lots of ways of thinking about doing that um, so that you can actually just click like like, and it'll send a, you know, Lightning tip instantly. But I, I figured in the meantime, a really cool feature would just be, well, hey, wouldn't it be cool if, we, if a user pasted a Bolt 11 string, it just parsed it, into a little widget that you can click pay. It's just it seems like a simple thing, but people love it. Like people people messaging me like they are like this is the coolest feature ever, which is which is weird because it's like it's the same content as just like copying a Bolt eleven and pasting it into your wallet. But there's something about that just like the big pay button you just click it. So whenever whenever someone sends whenever whenever it pops up in the network, I always just try to pay them instantly, and it's really fun. You just click the button and pay it. Um, so yeah, users love it. So I, I, I want to expand that further. So. Um, right now, it's only Bolt 11, but you, you, there's no reason why you couldn't do that with LN Urals and, and things like that. So,
0: And then in terms of privacy, I mean, obviously, a lot of individuals who are using this feature right now on Domus are posting it publicly. But uh, hypothetically, theoretically, not hypothetically, theoretically, um, if you did really have to invoice somebody, an individual or a company on... The other end of a business transaction, and you use Domus to do a peer to peer message, it's significantly mm-hmm. more private or privacy preserving than sending it over text message or email, correct?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's not peer to peer in the sense that, you know, I'm, and so I do this with my friends. So, me, I have a friend here, Leo, in Vancouver, and he, he always makes me buy stuff with like fiat and then he sends me the Bitcoin afterwards. So now what I do is um, I, uh, we, we send the both 11 invoices over encrypted DMs and he, cause he, so like that's that's been awesome, just having that as a as a use case. Um, but you, um, it's not it's not completely peer to peer. So like those messages are still on the relay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a, a big issue because, and this is something that is always brought up in in the space of DMs on Nostra, is that every note type currently is all public. So if you want to see who who's DMing who, you can see it. You just can't see the content, but you can see who's DMing who, and that's not good. So we're actually introducing a new uh, authentication spec so that only um the people involved in the DM conversations can pull those notes and I think that's pretty important so the, the relay operators can still see the metadata but we don't want like the, the entire public seeing that metadata so that's going to be important going forward
0: yeah they can see the metadata but it's said it encrypted so they can't see the actual message they don't know that yeah. it's a, a Bitcoin invoice
1: and it's not as good a signal because we don't have forward secrecy so if, if either of those parties leaked the private key anyone could read all those conversations um and considering how how like like lax people are with pub, private, key, private key security right now and all the vulnerabilities we've started to see in the past few days. It's still not, I don't think, is a great signal replacement. So I do want to see, and this could potentially be a part of the fun, is can, can we make a better GM spec? Because the GM spec was just kind of thrown together and it's kind of like, it's not the most secure. So like can we do better? I would love to see a signal-like protocol uh, spec on top of Nostra. That'd be awesome.
0: It would be. Yeah, now talking about private key management, there was a video going around Twitter <laughs> over the weekend uh body cam footage of some police that pulled some dude over and they pulled out a 24-word seed phrase and the one cop was asking it's like what the hell is this and the other guy was like oh that's some crypto bullshit." so uh if the cops didn't sweep the funds right after pulling that guy over their body cam footage just leaked the private key to the whole internet oh shit. yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow better private key oh, yeah. management
1: yeah make sure you have a you know a, uh what is it BIP 39 passphrase just like me. So, if, so if anyone sees your you know backed up seed phrase they can't just swipe it instantly so
0: yeah no that's I mean it's a bit tangential but the whole <laughs> concept of teaching a, a generation of people or generations moving forward how to secure private public key pairs is just the UX hurdle that has not not yeah. been solved perfectly yet
1: yeah, so we're we've been thinking that a lot on the Nostra side. So we we have a few solutions which have yet to be implemented, really, in, in all the clients. So one is called delegation. So delegation is really cool because it really it solves the problem of, um, let's say you have your private key, but you also want to use other clients, but you don't necessarily trust those clients, and and they might not even be like web clients or they could be like kind of any like a robot or like a, maybe even like one of those cross posters so how, how do you like let a cross poster post on your behalf without giving them your the private key so we actually have a we actually have a solution that that's working now on the network and actually mines.com actually uses it um so the way that it works is that you sign this little uh it's called a delegation and it gives some other party some other private key permission to post on your behalf subject to some conditions so it, if you'll say hey you can only you post text messages and you, and you can only post for the next week um, but every time you publish a, a note on with that private key, when other clients query my key, it'll actually return those as well. So that's, uh, so it's, it didn't require any client updates, which is kind of nice and it just works. So I've been testing it and I've been posting on Minds.com with my user. And now like it shows up in Domus, which is, we are already starting to see like a big cross compatible interoperability between large platforms now, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. So trying to think of how that
1: delegation works in my head, um, it's kind of like just like a token that you sign. It's like, hey, it gives you permis- that person permission to to create events on your behalf. So you can even show this in the client. It says, oh, this person has posted on behalf of this person. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so, like, if you're on Minds.com, you post on Domus, and just, you have your Minds.com profile or your account there. You do this delegation, and they could just pull it from Damas, post it, but it's still coming from you. It's not coming from them, right? Or the delegation or.
1: So the way that it works is, um, so on minds.com, if you go into the settings area, <clears throat> you'll see like, um, is like, uh, this little delegation section and it'll give you a string that you can sign. So you can take your private key. You don't even have to expose your private key to minds, sign that delegation. <clears throat> now <clears throat> minds runs their own relay. And I don't know if people know this yet because it's it's kind of alpha. It's not like really the, the most robust relay. But if you connect to the relay, you can see every message from every Mines user. And it's kind of crazy because, and I need to add a feature in Domus iOS to like filter that from the, the global timeline because it's just like a fire hose because they're, they're a pretty popular network. Um, but what this means is that you can like, you can follow Zuby, you can follow all these people on Mines in, in Domus. Um, and so the way that it works is, you know, that, that account that I have delegation set up with... Um, it's a different private key, but it, it can send messages and it'll show up on the Minds Relay. And if you're connected to the Minds Relay on the Domus client, you'll see those messages. And it looks like it's actually from my root key, um, which is kind of cool. So, it did, so anyway, so it's like one of these features that it's going to make a lot, make it a lot more secure and it'll make it a lot user-friendly without having to like put your private key in everywhere, which is really bad. I eventually imagine your private key will be on your hardware wallets and then it'll just sign delegations and you'll never have to expose it.
0: Yeah. Now, my memory is being jogged. The Minds.com Nostra integration was something I believe I don't, I'm pretty sure we touched on it on, on air last time you we were on. It might have been off air, but this is a pretty big sign of validation for what you guys are building at Nostra. I mean, Minds is a, I mean, it's not the biggest social network, but it's a pretty well established one.
1: Yeah. I mean, Bill is really cool. Like Bill's the CEO. Like he's been on like Joe Rogan. Like he's, I think he's pretty well known in, in the space of just like trying to make a decentralized and he, uh, social network. And he, and he actually really cares. Like um, he, he tried to integrate with activity pub and he realized and he had ran in the same issues that I did when I tried to do that. It's just, it's insanely complicated and it's just horrible. Um, but when, when we uh, had, we had a bunch of meetings with their, their dev teams and they're like, this is so easy to integrate with. And there's, I, I truly believe that Twitter could implement a, 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 a Nostra relay if they wanted to. Uh, it's just that easy to impl- uh, integrate with. So. Yeah. I
0: mean, Mines is proving it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I did want, I, I did, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but I did want to get back to a little bit more on the funding in terms of like,
0: yeah, that's so where I things. was just about to turn <clears throat> back to, I mean, you mentioned DMs um, making those more private. What else?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's a, there's some really important things that are, that we need right now. I think um, so. One is scaling. So I think we should be um, looking at to look, looking into like a fund for people who want to help improve the scaling aspects of the network. Because I think we're almost at the limit again. Where if we have any more, if we have like ten thousand more users, it might everything might die. So we're gonna need a like caching relays. So a caching relay would be um, if I send a query to the relay, um, maybe it doesn't actually have to do the query. It just saved. A previous result and return it. So this would be really useful. That doesn't exist. And if someone wants to build that, um, that would totally be in the scope of of the fund. Also, uh, performance improvement patches for NASHA RS relay, um, a, a, like a, more patches to uh, the Postgres implementation of So NASHA TS relay. Um, so any, anything like those types of contributions, we're 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 looking at that right now. It's really important. Um, two, I think we need um, security bounties for uh, cross site. Uh, um, exploits and vulnerabilities. Like right now Domus Web is offline because someone found another vulnerability and they just did it and they just were swiping private keys. And they didn't, maybe, if they, maybe if they knew that there's actually a fund that could be rewarding them instead of them just like causing havoc, then they wouldn't just be you know, causing havoc and they could actually be rewarded for finding these vulnerabilities. So I think that's a big one too. So those are the two ones I'm thinking about right now. And I think that would totally be in line with at least my side of the fund, what I would be happy to reward people people with. So. Scalability,
0: cross-client security. How does yep. that that private private key
1: scraping How, how did that particular yeah. attack work? Yeah so people are pretty lax with their private keys right now it's like um, so Domus web for instance I might even just remove this from Domus web so if you you log in you could actually just paste in a private key and it gets stored in local storage um, but do the way that uh, the network works like someone could put um, some JavaScript in their profile in a cleverly cleverly crafted way and then if when Domus web tries to render that in in the browser, it might actually execute some JavaScript and, like, let's say, send your local storage to, um, you know, their server and swap key. So this has actually happened already on Enigma IO and I hope Enigma is not running still. Because um, so, Super Testnet, if, if Enigma is still running, we should take this stuff down. I don't think any of the web clients right now are, are, are uh, yeah, still running. Like, we should be. There should be down. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, web clients are. Well, the web sucks, and and uh, you know, it's not sure particularly vulnerable to these types of attacks because um, no one's really focusing on improving the security. So yeah, Domus iOS is fine. So if you, it's, just, it's really just the web client. So you should, no one should be using any web clients right now until we fix this. And Domus iOS is okay because the
0: private key lives on your device, and somebody would have to physically not, get that.
1: And it's not a web, it's not a web thing, right? So these these attacks only apply to like web apps that can like run JavaScript and stuff. So a Domus iOS doesn't do that, so it's not vulnerable.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think ahead. Like again, I'm an idiot. Just thinking through this. Like, is there? Do you see a future in which you could have like a dedicated? hardware device where maybe you just sign the private key once a month to say hey uh, this is my account I'm going to post from it or something like that just to keep exactly. the,
1: the private key out of the browser exactly so this would um, this is and again this is something I want to add to Domus now, which we can just um, we can have use this delegation feature and then you maybe have a seed signer and so another project would be cool is like a seed signer Nostra integration like we totally fund that that's awesome like um, yeah
0: yeah I'm thinking would it be possible to run relays from like a like a start nine embassy
1: absolutely up, yeah Numbrel or something like that i think it's a good idea for personal backups like i so i run the domus relay but i also run my own personal relay for my own personal backups like I'm, it's not that i don't trust myself running but like it's just nice to have a local backup of stuff on your own home or home network and that you can actually send private events to like um you know payment notifications and stuff so i think it's nice to have just for your own personal backup of your po- of your posts
0: yeah yeah and then in terms of the fund and other stuff, what, what type of UX improvements would you be looking for?
1: Yeah, it gets weird because it's like, you know, I have a conflict of interest because anyone who's like helping my project, I would love to award them, but like I'm also running a fund. So, like, I'm hoping like Fiat Jeff maybe would want to help fund, like, um, if people are contributing to Domus but he's ultimately he's in the, in the decision to like he's controlling his fund and he can fund people the way he wants um, I still think it'd be good that we all get together and like think about the most efficient way to apply these funds so we're not like completely opposed to each other or anything um, but I, I yeah I, it was good that we, we split it just because like, you know it, it was a lot to bear just for that one person but we, we're still mostly working together so
0: yeah no I know it's another cool part of uh, Fiat Joff's fun disbursement um document whatever was in do sort of just incentivize people to build cool things and then maybe once a month have um a bounty paid out to somebody that the community deems built the cool coolest thing that month
1: that was the one suggestion I made to Fiat Jeff. To like that was like my feedback before he wrote his document. So I'm glad that he added that. That's something I was always. I love. I mean mean, I'm. That's my personal bias. I love when people build cool, exciting things. So that it gets more people into the into the system. So if, if if one client author or some someone contributing to one of the clients just build something really cool, I'm like that. I would want to implement. I'm like that's one example of something that, you know, we should totally reward those people for being creative thinking creatively um getting people more getting more and more people into the system get, making getting them excited building cool stuff like that's what we want to reward people for um and i and, and there's one more thing i want to mention which was I, I also think it's really important that we reward some of the people that are have been have been that are sticking around the space like i it's good to have people pop in and do one thing but also people who like have been around and, and have contributing stuff for a long time i think it's important that those people are rewarded as well just to you know um, yeah. So there's lots of lots of different ways of doing it, but uh, those are the top ones that I'm thinking about. Yeah.
0: No. And in that particular section, again, I, th- I think it helped me get a better understanding of how Nostra and the different moving parts of the ecosystem built on top of it work. Like you, you'd want like a particular app for notifications, one for better for messaging. Right. Like it just should, like <clears throat> it seems very modular.
1: Yeah. So like one one guy he's. Uh, he just joined recently. He's an iOS developer and he, he started to build his own I, iOS client. I'm like, that's that's great. I'm like, it's good to have more iOS clients. I'm like, bastard, he's trying to compete with me. But in reality, he realized that it, he's actually, he he was just decided to focus on one specific thing, which is make a really good direct message client. And like, that's one example where it's like, you don't have to build these monolithic clients that do everything like channels and um, Twitter and like DMs. Like If you want to just focus on one that one user experience, like a signal-like DM app, like that's really cool, right? So we should definitely be funding that as well. So um, yeah. So yeah, and I guess the the other thing is um, just, just the past few days, you know, I'm I've typically I'm just really used to like, you know, lone wolf programming, just like I'm trying to do everything myself, but it's actually been insanely helpful. Just the amount of people who have just been submitting patches, making Domus look better. And the fact that like Bug is basically working for free, making sure that my relay doesn't explode and he's just like he's not getting paid to do that and the, just the, seeing all the people come in and help out um you it, that's it's just it just shows how cool this community is like this really true open source community that we're all just trying to build something cool and seeing everyone help out is, is just amazing so i just wanted to mention that
0: Yeah, know it's awesome i mean what does it feel like i i, I know you're probably a you know, combination of stress and excitement in the last few days but i i think again going back to our first conversation just to reiterate and you've mentioned it um in passing in this conversation but like why are you building not why are you building damas why should other people come and contribute to this
1: um i think that for me you know growing and i mentioned this before i think but just growing up um on the internet in the early days and and having that feeling of like you know it's not controlled by any corporate interests. it's just it's just real people and like nerds and like and people of like everyone right just just communicating with each other online like as it should be um it's there's something about that there's something really nostalgic about that and it just that's what i i i just wish we would see more of that in the world and just working on it is more just And more people should experience that because it's, there's something really true and real about it versus just what we are exposed to just getting ads jammed down our throat and all this stuff. So yeah, it's very ideological for me because I just, because I think it's really cool. Um, but yeah, obviously I do want maybe look, well, I want to make this into a business, maybe make it easier for businesses to get on Nostra and things like that. So, um, I've been definitely considering that, um, I'm I'm looking to talk to Jeff Booth because Jeff Booth just messaged me and, and like potentially do some type of ego desk, um, set up so I definitely think about getting some VC funding to to build this out even bigger um so we'll see yeah I mean
0: put my 1031 hat on again we <laughs> oh sorry yeah, something right. you got your own
1: your no own thing, saying right? this
0: definitely I mean I told you earlier this year it's definitely something we explore as well but going back to your point of like the nostalgia I agree it's definitely nostalgic but I'm actually it's funny you put it that way because I'm writing a newsletter right now that will go out later today which I think like the future of the internet is a return to the past, the nostalgic past that you just described. And I think what we found over the last decade, particularly, is just it wasn't as easy to build that more distributed web topology uh, maybe between 2000 and 2015. I think it's become considerably easier over the last five to seven years, and more particularly the last few years, um, with certainly Bitcoin highlighting the people, the importance of these distributed systems. But um, no, I I do think we're going to return to the original version of the web or vision of the web, which is individuals creating and distributing content and that content being distributed in a more decentralized fashion. And the example I'm using is, I think, everybody producing a, a website or a newsletter, articles should move away from like the Substack model and should own and host their own ghost and then inject it with BTC pay server and the tools to enable this more pure web experience have never been better than they are today.
1: Yeah. I think there was like this great centralization on the internet between 2000 and like even till today really. And, but I think uh, Bitcoin was like the first thing that kind of broke people's like they're under some type of spell, like, this is all so great. There's all these nice products and it's nice UX. And then then we're starting to see the cracks and all that, right? We start to see the flaws and like the, how much power these companies have over censoring speech and, con- and like, and, and really just in some sense, mind controlling us because they can control how we think they, we, they can control, you know, what products we should ingest. So there's something just like really like corrupting and evil in like really in a true way about what has happened to the internet. And even like when you go on Google these days and the results you get are just complete BS and just completely paid for. And nothing's real. It doesn't seem like, so I, I feel like Bitcoin in some sense broke that spell. It showed that like, Hey, protocols are important again, and we can't escape this like spell that we're under. Um, and so I think we're slowly getting back to what the internet's true vision. Um, yeah. yeah. And
0: it's just easier than ever. Like it's easy to spin up a ghost site. Yes. Out of the box you host using Ghost as hosting provider. But if you have a competent, developer who can spin up your own server or find a, a partner that does cloud services that you trust. You can easily port that over and <clears> get <throat> all the benefits of the publisher UI they've built and the distribution channels they've built and and host to yourself. And then with Bitcoin, you can monetize it directly with Bitcoin um, in a peer to peer fashion on top of that. And it was just so much easier to spin up a facebook page or a twitter account or an instagram whatever it may be to get your message out there um it was much harder to to build your own site and self-host it and actually um, control your content everybody allocated it to these behemoth tech companies for better part of 15 years now and it seems like and it seems like the trend's being forced too i mean with the the tweet from twitter support over the weekend that has since been deleted uh I mean who knows what's going on there now that Elon's taken over it's been a bit volatile in terms of messaging and positioning in the public but uh, regardless of what the intentions are or what ends up happening I think it's certainly driven home to people like hey these are very centralized and very controlled uh companies that we probably shouldn't be building our brands building our companies building our connections on
1: yeah they're becoming more and more of a liability and um and it's it's really i think it's really important that we're building out these alternate solutions and just making it easier so one one thing i really about really like about nostra is that it really uh you don't have to run any server to interact with it and this is something that but it still gets gives you decentralization so when people think about not having to run a server like okay well whose server are you running is are you really in control um, is it really that decentralized? But so it's really cool that we can actually uh, maintain a lot of these decentralized aspects, but ha- and without having to have the burden of running your own server. So like, so maybe you can find a developer to like you know set that up. But a lot of people don't have access to that, right? And there might you might be just some person in the middle of nowhere who doesn't have a lot of money and did they want to you want to put your message out and want to start a website or start a blog. So I could totally see um, people using Nostra for for blogging and things like that. That's not really been explored yet. Um, and just, it would be as easy as just starting a client and sending a message. You wouldn't have to set up anything. So,
0: yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Things are exciting again. It's, uh, <laughs> it's that old adage, like, uh, like innovation comes when it's not the old adage. I'm just ad lipping right now, but like innovation gets forced when people get backed into a corner and oh yeah, people are getting backed into many corners right now.
1: Yeah, I, I I kind of suspected this would happen eventually. There's just there's come to a point. It's like how badly do they want to abuse their power? To the po- just to the point where you're, like, you're gonna push us to the state. Like yes, I'm willing to you know spend sl- countless nights, sleepless nights, like getting all this stuff working, just because I don't want you to have that much power, to like have to have that much control over me. Like there's something so. You know there's something something so oh it makes me so angry when people abuse their power over me i'm like you know what I, i'm a software engineer i can like you know, say fuck you and <laughs> build a different solution and the, the the hardest part at that point is just not the technology it's getting enough people to like see past the warts of the ux and, and get on board with this new system and escape the old system and so i find that's gonna been the biggest challenge of, of any of this really yeah and going back to your your
0: point that it really could be like i'm like these particularly social media companies can be a form of mind control or at the very least if uh mind control as a term drives negative connotations in your mind at the very least like propaganda mechanisms it's being I mean we're we're coming to find that again with the Twitter files they were working very closely with the FBI and had ex-FBI CIA agents working in their halls and then when that news broke people were like all right How many uh, agents does Facebook have? And they have hundreds of FBI and CIA agents. And that's another thing I've been trying to get out there more recently is these three-letter intelligence agencies are not really here to help you. They're here to control Mm -hmm. you um, and others around the world. And just with those facts in mind of how close they were to these social media platforms, particularly close to the policy around who can and cannot say things? Uh, right. They're definitely trying to to craft a particular narrative, or maybe not even craft a narrative. Only let certain narratives get out there and really stamp out open discourse.
1: Yeah, you know, there's always this. There's always a suspicion that stuff like this was happening behind the scenes. But just seeing it all play out, that oh wait, yeah, okay, it's actually happening. What everyone, ha- the way that everyone thought it was happening. And so there's <laughs> there just there needs to be more accountability. Like who is watching? Like who are these agents, and how are they getting away with this shit? Like um, there's just huge accountability issues in that in that agency, and they need to figure that shit out because it's just this should not be happening. Um, so having more public networks and more open networks, I think maybe will help with this. And um, going along, what you're saying with, uh, you know, I, I think this has been affecting this uh, lack of diversity of thought on the internet, just because you know if there's so many, um, there's a survivorship bias on, on Twitter, which like, you know, just from what you see, it's like, oh, this seems normal. This seems, this is what everyone thinks, but reality, everyone who doesn't think that way have been like banned from the platform. So you don't really have an idea of what is actually, what is reality because it's been crafted for you just through the survivorship bias. So I think that's a, has been a huge issue just on the culture in general, like this moderation and censorship, because it just, it gives you a warped version of reality.
0: Yeah. I mean, you literally had this San Francisco FBI precinct, emailing Twitter hi Twitter folks here's who we want you to ban today and then, <laughs> it's like it's bizarre uh, it's it's creepy it's it creepy yeah we're at this weird inflection point like I, 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 I was talking about the sovereign individual the book with um somebody in the space last week and that was uh everybody in Bitcoin focuses on the fact that they they were very presciently predicted Bitcoin there would be the cyber money protected by cryptography that would escape. But the other two thirds of the book or the other two most important topics were the emergence of AI and information distillation in the digital age. It's gonna be the signal to noise ratio is gonna be as distorted as ever. And the individual is gonna need to equip themselves with tools that allow them to filter information more granularly like Facebook, Twitter, they're filtering it for you and this is what something like nostra and damas gives you the ability to do mm-hmm. is to create your own filtering mechanisms yeah. to to get the information that you want or that you deem to be valuable in your life
1: yeah it's, it's scary to see what would happen if you were to apply a very powerful ai like chat to changing discourse and changing people's opinion i'm sure it's already even hap- it's already happening um, so, just not having one like party in control of that one information stream is is pretty important. So, I can totally see there's going to be like a lot of small communities pop up around, you know, maybe more. This isn't happening right now. All the relays are public, and everyone kind of sees everyone's messages if you're connected to the same relays. But you can totally see like smaller relays with just small communities that only you have to be whitelisted to get into them. Um, so there's there, there's a lot of different use cases as well. Uh, but yeah, this whole idea of a global consensus view on reality—it's probably just not not true.
0: No. In the last three years have proven that probably isn't the best idea to just go along with the consensus view of reality uh, you'll end up without your business um with some some forced bodily injections and yeah um, to, and believing that that inflation is transitory and get like a fauci tattoo
1: or something whatever crazy things are doing like what is going on um. uh
0: how are things up in Canada?
1: Uh, they're pretty chill. They're very cold right now, um, so it's been—I I haven't gone outside, been mostly inside coding, so that's good. Um, but in terms of freedom, um, things has pretty much died down. Like, definitely can actually go to restaurants again, which is nice. <laughs> it's like, but it's still like, it's still uh, not a, f- a free country in any in any means. But it seems like Alberta's making moves to
0: try to assert themselves as an, an autonomous province that. He's going
1: to say, "Hey Trudeau, we're uh, we're going to do our own thing over here." Yeah, Alberta's always been kind of one of those provinces that uh just kind of like fuck, fuck you to everyone else, and it's the, yeah, they're much more conservative and uh, yeah, much cooler than uh, a lot of parts of countries. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. What? Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm sure you're busy
0: looking at the servers and dealing. I with... restarted it
1: during this conversation because it started catching fire, but otherwise, it's been okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Well. I'm excited for you um this has been a cool I'm sure it's been a cool surreal week for you um but time will pass this will come and go Shit needs to get built out and Mm -hmm. it seems like you guys are motivated getting more organized than ever to actually bring your vision to fruition which is really cool to see uh
1: I'm just I'm glad that people are excited I'm glad that people are starting to see like the importance of these protocols. You know, I, I don't know if this will be like the protocol that wins. I think it's currently in the lead just because it's. I think it's the best. Um, and I've tried a lot of the other ones. I'm a protocol nerd, and I think it's coolest. And we got co- some some big integration to the big uh, companies, and so I think it's winning. Um, we just need to make it build it out, make it better. Um, so yeah. So anyone who wants to try it out, like again, we we're, we're please beware. That it's still very early. Like a lot of the software is kind of crappy, and we're trying to build it out. So um, any feedback we can get is, is, is always great so
0: um so yeah yeah and if you're willing and able competent and prepared do some code review make a PR help building it's a, it's an open project
1: yeah we'll give you SAT so help us out <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well jb55 it's always a pleasure again just want to reiterate extremely excited for you um I think the work that you Fiat Joff and everybody else contributing to Nostra is doing is extremely important <clears throat> especially considering everything going on in the world right now on the internet and um i'm i'm pulling for you guys I'm using it having fun and that's the most thing it's fun uh, most it's important fun. thing
1: it is fun just trying to keep it fun if you want to have fun come join come join Nostra. we're having fun over here <laughs> oh, yeah but it's been a great con- conversation it's always fun coming on here so thanks
0: well uh enjoy the rest of your probably chaotic day and uh hopefully we can do another update at some point in 2023 we have a a lot of cool things to talk about Then, for sure all right that's all we got today peace and love freaks